Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Brooklyn, New Jersey, and the tri-state area. Today, we're going to do a little different thing for you today. We're going to bring out some Nets Twitter legend. Let's talk basketball. Bam. It's another Brooklyn Nets Weekly. Happy Saturday. And, again, if we were to sit here and talk about the team, it, the conversation would just be one long Sean Marks handjob. And I don't think That's anyone true. needs that. Although I will point out, I did predict the Chicago loss. You did. <laughs> you did. That, that, I felt that, that one. Uh, you were very accurate. I... I thought we would go 4-0, but uh, it, it didn't turn out that way. We got KD back, but even more exciting, we brought on uh, a Nets Twitter legend, a cat that that if you haven't, if you don't follow him, then you're not a real Nets fan because he's a He's a worthy adversary. <laughs> I, I, I like sparring with him, and you know what? Sometimes we argue and we both agree. <laughs> Sometimes we're mad at each other and we both agree. But that's basketball. That's basketball takes that and, and with that I'm gonna bring on uh uh Bruce. Bruce, say what up to the people. What's up to uh Nets Nets family, trusted area, bandwagon fans, the stands, everybody man, welcome. Thanks for having me on. We need them we we need them all. We certainly do. I I like uh, the exclusive little crew. Like I like that I recognize most of the fans and I have relationships with people, different people at Barclays when I go. I <laughs> I like the intimacy of our fan base. I don't. I sometimes it 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 messes with my head to see them get talked about on first take, but that's that's what comes with it, isn't it, uh, Bruce? Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's weird, man. You know, being a, being a fan from two thousand one in Jersey and. Being on Twitter since 2009, you know, there, I feel like there's a couple hundred of us that are yeah. four Nets fans. And now when I have a conversation on Nets Twitter and I'm going back, I, I mean, I'm getting likes from like 30, 40, 50, 60 count people I've never even heard of, like Katie yeah. fans and Harden fans. And it's it's very, very strange. It's, it, it's still, you know, the team is surreal. I, I've never you know experienced winning like this in my life. And also the fan experience is, is very different to, like you said, first take. You know, if I if I turn on the fans, sometimes they're talking about the Nets other than Evan Roberts. It's it, it's it's very strange. It it's strange, but at the same time, it was the only thing that could that could eventually happen. It was either going to go this way or organically get there in the sense of the the competition, the product across the bridge. I mean, with a seventy year jump and head start of having this city to themselves, I I think. 
I think it's amazing that the Nets are, are doing as well as they're doing. Uh, you know, Bam is 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 it meeting your expectations as a as a New York as a New Yorker who roots for the Nets and always have? Well, well, the weird thing is in my small bubble of my own personal world, I don't, I still don't really know any other Net fans besides my my brothers and my father. I've got one friend who would say he's a Nets fan, but you know, he'll pick it up when the playoffs start. Um, so I still get hit with the, the daily shit talk from Knicks fans, mm. despite our record, despite what's going on, you know, they, they focus on all the ancillary stuff. So when, when Kyrie's out and this is why Bruce, like early in the year, I go nuts because I can't take it. I can't take when the Nets early in the season, they had expectations and they weren't doing well. Everything you saw on Twitter was the shit my friends were going to give me if this went <laughs> south. It was that fear of, oh, my God, could we could we actually put something together like this and not work? Because I was talking shit for months. Um, but at this point, you know, they've settled this all down. Like, even, like, people very rarely freak out uh, during games. And it's all about just getting to the playoffs. And, and I think we all can't wait for that. I think... I think the, the 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 weirdest of all the phenomena is that you you even have celebrity Nets fans that just came out of the blue. I I, I will admit, uh, homeboy from uh, uh, what's the name of the damn show? Uh, the the where the robots look real, <laughs> um, something world. I have no idea what you're talking about. Come on, man! It's on the HBO. HBO show? Yeah. Um. Uh. That's at the tip of my tongue. Westworld is it? Westworld. There you go. Thank yeah, you, Westworld. Bruce, for the win. Westworld. Um. Jeffrey Wright, the actor. Yeah. He's awesome. Uh, he's tweeting about the Nets now, and he was my neighbor for years. I used to live on on Washington Park, and he was my. Like he used to just be out there with a surly look on his face, walking his dog, <laughs> and I don't, a dog I don't think he liked. But he's a Nets fan, and he's tweeting and talking shit too. And Andrew Yang and 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 all the other nonsense that's going on. I I I think we should welcome it. I think we should embrace it. Bruce, as a as an OG diehard, are you embracing uh, this fuckery? Yeah, I like it. It's 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 surreal. Like that's the word I keep coming back to. I, I like it though, man. I like I like seeing Jeffrey Wright, actor, blue check mark guy, live tweeting Nets games like the rest of us, like <laughs> exactly. talking about TLC sucking or talking about how you know the the refs don't give Kyrie enough calls when he's in the paint. Like he's Jeffrey, just like he's one of us. It's Jeffrey, nice. Jeffrey got I don't TLC mind it a... if it's somebody I don't know. Really? Like, if it's somebody I know, I'm not allowing it. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on, Bam. Yeah. It, it, well, I get it, somebody who was like used to be a Bulls fan, or I've got a friend who's a LeBron guy, so now he's a Laker fan. Like oh. he's texting me like shit. Talk. I'm like, bro, you're not a Laker fan. Like, <laughs> you didn't. You, you like you used to like the Cavs, then the Heat, then the Cavs. Are gonna you're not a Laker fan, so I don't want to hear this shit talk about the Lakers. Those people I won't allow. Yeah, Outside of it, that's fair. We need it. Yeah, we need how, it. How, how does I assume your friend's in his thirties, right? Late twenties, early thirties. Who's that? The, 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 the LeBron fan. He's my age. He's thirty-five. Okay. How does a thirty-five-year-old man become a 
like a like a player stand. I don't. I have no idea. He, in fairness to this kid, he's been doing this forever. Like he was a Mike Vick guy. He did okay. stick with the Falcons after it, but like once LeBron got in the league, he was just like, oh, I'm a LeBron fan. Like people will like congratulate him on like when like the Lakers win the title. And I'm like, dude. <laughs> that's not a championship. Like, that's not you don't congratulate someone because they follow LeBron everywhere he goes and he wins the title, you know, every like so often. Like that's that's not how I would congratulate somebody for like their team winning a title. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. That's, yeah. that, that's 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 like that's like the new generation of fans. Yeah, you know, the like the video game twenty four year olds. Yeah, it's video games. It's yeah, it's, it is. It's NBA two K. You don't you're not really associated with the player i mean with the team you're associated with the player you like to use on the game and yeah like i know some bulls fans but they like stuck with them post jordan and they they still follow the team like mm. we follow the net so i'm like all right i get it you were seven or eight years old jordan maybe your dad wasn't a fan or nobody in your family liked the team so you stuck with the bulls but as long as you stick with them after it i'm okay i'll accept that I completely agree. I got I got friends who are Bulls fans. You know, I'm 33, so you know they grew up with Michael Jordan. Now they're still Bulls fans. Cool, that's right. fine with me. Cowboys, the same. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. they're the most fans. despicable of the bunch. I I feel <laughs> like no, I'm I am a Brooklyn fan, and you know it's weird. My grandfather didn't talk a lot. You know, World War Two vet. Okay. Uh, uh, you know. Uh, he's who moved us and brought us to Brooklyn along my fa- as a family to Brooklyn a long time ago, and he was a he was a Dodgers fan. Um, Jackie Robinson was his neighbor. Our our street is now named uh, Jackie Robinson Way, and um, so my fandom comes from from his heartache in when Jackie Robinson when the when the Dodgers left Brooklyn. He became an, an agnostic New York City fan. Like he was like, "Well, we live in New York City, so just we just root for whatever in New York City." And we never really had a, a, a football team or a, a baseball team. It was pretty much like, "All right, we're the Yankees," because my dad really was a, a, a big um, uh, uh, Reggie Jackson fan. And but my grandfather is the roots of it, and it was weird. Uh, Scoop Jackson put out a, I guess it was a, a video editorial, or you know, um, that you know I saw I found on Twitter, and he explained how L.A. owes uh, owes Brooklyn some championships, <laughs> and, and and you know goes through the story, and I thought of my grandfather. It was it, it was amazing, but that I realized that that moment of watching that that. That is how my fandom is distilled between, like, you know, uh, a father who was just like, you know what, we're from New York, we root for New York, whatever, where, who, whenever New York is winning. And for the first time, really being a fan of one thing, as in the Nets, like, it's it's kind of amazing, and, and it's tied into, like, my Brooklyn ties. So I, it's weird. You guys are more tied to the team over time as, a, as the Nets – but you know, I am a diehard Brooklyn Nets fan, and and I think that's different. I think it's a, a yeah. My my dad is a Nets fan and a Giant fan. I'm a Nets fan and I'm a Giant fan. My brothers are older than me; they're Nets fans and Giants fans. It just it was it was like I was born into it. It, it, it. There was no choice to be made. Yeah, yeah. Bruce, have you noticed that Nets Twitter is very quiet? It's like we don't know what to say to each other right now. 
Yeah, no, I, I definitely do. I, I think uh, Nets Twitter thrives on chaos and, and negativity and the blame game. And right. it's, 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 it's weird. We're not used to winning. You, you, you see it every so often uh, in the Bulls game. I saw it a little bit. Or if we have a, you know, a slow start at the beginning of the game, you see, you see the panic, the chaos. Um, oh, prime example, KD's first game back. KD's mm. in the starting lineup. A couple minutes before the game, KD's not starting. And it was like, you know, Malik Andrews is like, yeah, he's not starting. He'll still be playing. And it, it was like conspiracy theory world on Nets Twitter. Right. We, we went back to being the original Nets Twitter. Yeah. And that was what we didn't see. <laughs> so Bruce, Bruce is a composed fan. Like, I... You're not an emotional guy. There's no knee jerks with you, which is the practical way to live. But in my estimation, Twitter is for me to like tell the Nets to fuck off and for someone to hear it because there's no one else for me to say it to. I'm watching a game by myself. My friends hate the Nets, so I'm not going to give them any satisfaction. I go to Twitter and I find Bruce when he's calm and I want to be like, Bruce, the, the coach fucking sucks. This guy sucks. They can't, you know, they can't uh, uh, inbound the ball late in game two. And I hate Bruce. He doesn't make the bait unless it's Brooklyn Beat. Brooklyn Beat is the one guy who can get you going. Yeah, just because I think he's so stupid. Because he, he's, uh, yeah. he, he gets under my skin. Like, like I get I, under your skin for being like an eternal optimist and calm during Nets games even when they're losing. He gets under my skin because I, I just want to shake him. You know, you know why I'm a right with BB? Because when I I, I give B, I have to give BB credit when I'm wrong, right? He was he was all hardened all day, and I really really uh, underestimated what Harden was, and who and I didn't and you know what I didn't know who he was. I just knew what the the facts of of what he was when or, or how he left or how he was negotiating his leaving, yeah. and I. This is not a normal human being. It's not a normal person. And I think he was he was one of the and, and as well as as you, Bam, but um, BB was one of the people who was really a, a staunch, um, a hardened guy. But he also was a Bradley Bill guy. I think Bradley Bill would have ruined this team. I'm, I'm I, I agree with you there. <laughs> and, and, and I, I like BB too. We, we we get along personally. You know, we battle on the on the Twitter timeline. And he was also correct that I wasn't like you with Harden. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted Harden, but I, I was afraid that if we lost our depth, what was going to happen? And he kept saying, right. you know, we're going to, we're going to sign some guys. We're going to sign some guys. Like you, you won't even remember the depth. And here we are with LaMarcus Aldridge who I was, and Blake Griffin and Bruce Brown. And it, it, it sounds just, ridiculous, right? It, sounds, it does. Like, 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 bam, if I went, if I DM'd you one day and I said, you know what, we're going to have Kevin Durant. Kyrie Irving, James Harden, LaMarcus Aldridge, Blake Griffin, <laughs> Andre Jordan, all on one team. And then and on that on that team, on that very team that I just listed to you, Bam, the Nets best defender will be a twenty year old kid. Be, yeah, man. I'm watching the game and my pops said that. I'm like, Dad, look at the names on the floor right now. I'm like, this is preposterous. They have you know, uh, Durant, Irving, Griffin, and Marcus Aldridge on the floor. And I get two of those guys are, you know, past their primes, but yeah. just still the, the whole idea of it, it was like, Jesus, man, like this franchise really has come a long way. And it has kind of almost sucked a little fun out of the regular season. Like 
the, the Russell 42 and 40 team, you were living and dying with every game and every possession. Right. This is just kind of like, all right, they're down five, but like they're going to make a run and they're going to win the game. <laughs> yeah. And not, and it, it's not that there's no emotional connection. It's just, it happened so fast that we became this great. You know, right. we, we had Kyrie, technically we had Kyrie and KD last year and we were still kind of, you know, above average. And now, last year was one of the weirdest seasons because it just literally didn't matter. It was all about just getting to, to, to this year with, with Durant back healthy. Yeah, and that's hard to say. That's hard to, like, for people who watch 82 games and is and and is really into it it's hard to say okay we're just going to abort a season we and, and we did that season uh was an abortion cuz it couldn't feel good like even the winning didn't feel good yeah it was just weird I, I, how okay what is the most frustrating part of that bruce of going through a season that means nothing <laughs> what what is the most <laughs> Like, what frustrates you the most? What's the hardest to deal with in, in that type of a season? Or last season, as I should really call it. I, I don't know, man. This is this is where I'm different than you guys. I, I, I was constantly looking about that light at the end of the tunnel. You know what I mean? I was looking at the off season. I enjoyed that, that AAU summer ball down in Disney that we had. You know, that team was fun. Mm-hmm. Even even though Kyrie wasn't there, I wish Claxton played. That's the one guy I wish really, really got to play in that summer ball. But I'm glad he didn't because we probably wouldn't end up trading him. Yeah, um, but n- the thing is, about it wouldn't be the Nets. I, I was looking at the light at the end of the tunnel. You know what I mean? And, and, and it wouldn't be as, the Nets, as I'm, as I'm seeing your Twitter. You know, killing Sean Marks. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, you're weird with Sean Marks too. Okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. I, I can't let that be dropped without defending it. Look, we're as good as we are because of some things that Sean Marks did. That was exactly what a lot of us were saying. I wasn't alone in this, right? And even yeah. like the people who kind of ridiculed it was like, "What are you gonna do? Get Blake Griffin and and have him play the four? <laughs> yeah, it turns out we do. We did not have a competent front court. The game that we just won, that this 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 past game, we lose that game just from being small the way that we were when we came into the season. I think everyone in the fan base can now breathe a sigh of relief to know that Kevin Durant will only be playing the fo- the four and the five when it's ultimately necessary. And it doesn't yeah. even look like it. Like, the best position for Kevin Durant, especially, especially coming back the other night, is the three. At the three, he could be the most devastating weapon to ever, you know, uh, lace up sneakers on an NBA court. That dude, do you, do you guys think they're gonna take Joe out of the starting five when Harden's back? Yes, I do too. Yeah, I agree. Yes, he he's out he's out of there, and it's because you, you know the reality is the teams we have to go through. The reason why we're confident right now that we're gonna beat um, the seventy sixers is because we fixed the front court, even scoring like we did and we scored at a high clip before but our defense was notably worse not just because we didn't have um james harden but also because we really didn't have any physicality up front at all and do not sleep on on the effect that nick claxton has on 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 the team as well like having him 
is stepping in leprechaun shit. That <laughs> there's that dude, like what a fucking win. Like, how can you not say Sean Marks is great? Because yeah. we flushed an entire team, an entire playoff team, the key members of a playoff team. We flushed them down the toilet, came up with um um uh, James Harden, and then we still have Nick Claxton. That's unfortunate. Claxton is he's like the one unifying force amongst Nets fans. Like everyone loves Nick. Nobody has a bad thing to say about Nick Claxton. Varying degrees, free throw shooting. Varying degrees. I mean, he's he's not an offensive weapon, and it's mostly in his head because nah, he, he has a nice stroke. His right. free throw shooting is, is like the one thing you're like, this is he has to work on. But the way he shoots it, it doesn't look like he would be a bad shooter. Like I feel like he can get to a reasonable amount. And just going back to last season, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be the Nets if we we didn't sign a guy like Durant and had to wait a year, and then COVID's hit, 100%. we have to wait, waited even longer, and that we can't even go to the games. Like this is how the it has to be this way for the Nets. Like even when it's at its best and its peak, there has to be that like because we're the Nets, there's some weird circumstances surrounding it. You, you know without, what? Without question. Can I tell you guys something? This is important about what he just said. As a Nick fan, as a former Nick fan, I can tell you guys, it looks good from over here. It looks good over there at the Nets. Like when you guys swept them in four, and that was awesome. And and like had those moments. Like, do you understand? There hasn't even been like a a box office superstar besides Carmelo Anthony, who's not really that box office visually. I'm just talking about the visual game that you watch. Yeah, the Nets fans had years of Vince Carter, probably the most visually pleasing basketball player to watch at it in his prime, and and they had they had him. the The Knicks had Eddie Curry, right? And as nice as 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 Stephon Marbury was, it's still a point guard game where you're kind of it's it, it wasn't the the spectacle that Vince Carter was. And so in terms of just pleasant basketball, I I I don't look at I don't look at the Nets the same way as most Nets fans do. Like I, I, I there's always this internal dread. I I feel like this team has had great teams. It just was in a place where it, in a, in in a brand that it could Cuz you got to understand if you're my age, the first like 14 years of your fandom were terrible. The Knicks were really? playing in, in high pro. Yeah, think about Sam it. Like, Cassell, like, Jason Williams. Yeah, it wasn't in, so you're right. And then even after the Cassell years, which you know they were looking excited, they made the big trade for Marbury. Everything went to shit after that. Right. And then yeah, when Kid then came, kid those right were after. spectacular years. Yeah, but the 13 years before that, I was watching guys like Robert Pack and Chris Childs and I, I know, but it was know, still Mookie, Dare, it was Mookie, it was Mookie Blaylock too. There was those. Oh, well, you're was too young to remember the Kenny. Was on the team. You're too young to remember the the Kenny Anderson teams. But if you're well, a those, basketball, those are like nut. my first teams. The ninety the ninety two playoffs. They played the Knicks. I went to that series. Mm. Um, the, the two home games in Jersey. And it was dominated by Knicks fans. You know, they won the one game, but you know that was like my introduction. And right. even those teams, they they slowly fell apart. It was it was some bad times. I, I okay. I I hear you. But <laughs> and then Bruce Ratner came in and just just you know destroyed the franchise. Oh, he certainly did. Uh, yeah, he didn't you know? have enough money. He he 
I owe him. We all owe him because the yeah, best thing that yeah. none 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 of this stuff happens if the idea to get to Brooklyn. It was a real estate deal. Yeah, and, and, and he's if, a real estate guy. Exactly. He he figured that out, and I owe him because my property value is a lot higher because the <laughs> Barclays Center is is uh, six blocks away, and um, you know, and I and and I think the team not only just giving some New York fans an option from the Knicks. But just the the team itself never could be its full self. I mean, you Vince Carter wanted to go there. That I, that's hard for me to say. Nobody wants to go to New Jersey, and Vince Carter wanted to go there. But I think if the Nets, if they were in Brooklyn at that time, I, I think Kid would have never left. I I think you know they would have signed other dudes. It, I, we would have been the team going head to head against um. Uh, against those Celtics teams that if I don't think Jason Kidd, Vince Carter, and somebody else is that far off of what they were uh, in terms of super teams. No, but, we would we, we would have kept Kenyon Martin instead of trading Kenyon Martin for three first-round picks. You know what wow. I mean? We, 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 Bruce, Bruce Rander's got money, but he doesn't have NBA owner money. He, right? he wasn't in it for the basketball team. He was in he it was to, to, to acquire the asset. Move them to Brooklyn and flip them, and that's essentially what he did. He found Prokhorov, he got the team close enough. Prokhorov came in and did the rest. He did it. He did a hard money flip, <laughs> and and you but, know what? He should be a legend for it. So he was without he, question. He 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 was a trash owner in Jersey. He um the I, I remember those times when you guys was playing for the, for the John Wall draft pick. Oh. And and he was a part of that because he liquidated the team to be able to afford to hold on to it. But uh, who's your Jersey guy, right? Yeah, yeah, I was uh, born and raised down the shore. Friends, Nets fans. Uh, I got a couple friends who are Nets fans who probably haven't watched the team uh, since since the Paul Pierce KG year. Right. Now, wow. now, now this year I'm getting texts again from a couple you know casual Nets fans, but but like you, most of my friends are, are Knicks fans, so. You know, I, it just, you know, New Jersey, first off, even if you lived in Jersey, going to the stadium on like a Tuesday night sucks. That was just not a, a good place to go watch a game. And they really, the Knicks were the NBA team before the Nets even were in Jersey. So like those mm-hmm. generations just, they're going to root with usually who the parents root for, you know, older siblings and things like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember going to a finals game and probably the first year they went to the finals. Oh, four maybe, I can't remember. And the, the place wasn't even sold out. Like you could walk up to the door and get tickets. Yeah, I mean, wh- where else? Were, those are some embarrassing years. Yeah, Absolutely, it's, it's that's that's crazy to even think of. And it's not it's not even that far from New York City. And no, not at all. And I I will always say like if you look at where teams win championships or have or have winning traditions or were winning in that era. It usually produced really good basketball players coming out of it. Like L.A. right now is producing basketball players because the Lakers are there as a culture. That that region is basketball centric. New York shockingly has hasn't produced that many um, uh, NBA players. They've produced a few, but they're not producing Dr. J anymore and, and, and Lou Alcindor. And I blame, I blame the Knicks. I blame the Knicks depressing basketball in this wow. area so badly that kids, that the best athletes are, are playing wide receiver now 
or or lacrosse or or something else and and that's interesting man. and and that i mean just just look at it i bet you if the nets win a championship that new york will become a basketball factory again that it'll mean something that to this area and kids will start uh, uh hooping like you know uh like it matters so this championship is big kd i know you listen to the podcast because you make you agree with all our uh <laughs> our, our moves and, and personnel decisions. <laughs> so listen to this one. Win a championship, bring basketball back to New York City. Yo, I'm going wow, to switch. That... I'm, you, you wanted to say something on that, Bruce? Yeah, no, it's it's something, you know, it's like a macro concept I've, I've never thought of. But what, what, who was the last New York City legend who had a successful NBA career? Pi Marbury. That, that's crazy, man. I mean, that's 20 yeah. years. Yeah, and and if you look at what Jersey's produced, you know, when, you know, Huge players or not, but you produce Kyrie, who's a Nets fan. Um, uh, Carl Anthony Towns is a yep. Nets fan. That that era of having good basketball in New Jersey has made New Jersey a basketball hotbed. I, I believe. And I guess that. you can't forget uh, Joe Kim Noah's New York guy. Yeah, but played in Jersey. He's he's a he's a New York. He's a he's a weird New York guy because he's a Manhattan like upper yeah. East side. He guy. played. I played a couple of tournaments. He was. I, I I played a couple of tournaments that he played with us. Yeah. He he didn't, he never came to a practice. He showed up to a couple of tournaments at the Island Garden out here on Long Island, and he wasn't really getting that many looks. He was getting looks from like schools like Hofstra and stuff. Mm. He went to the ABCD camp. He signed with Florida. We never saw him again. Ah. Uh, well. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah. He was like, all right, thanks, thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, that's how it works. But, all right, I'm going to switch gears a little bit and talk basketball. KD came back, right? I, I Five for five <laughs> from the field, five for five from the line, 17 points. Like... What is there left to say about Kevin Durant, Bruce? Uh, Nothing, man. I think he's the easiest person in the entire league to plug into a lineup. When 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 we saw Kyrie and Harden rocking these last two months without him winning games, it was never a fear in my mind. Like How to integrate someone like Kyrie back into a lineup would be a little bit more difficult. Got to get him his touches. Got to find him. You know, he's playing the two now. But KD is so easy to put on offense. It, 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 it was flawless the other night. Yeah, you know, because he doesn't really – he's not a dribbler. No. He's a, a one or two, he's at the cup, or one or two, he's pulling up. You know, he's a, he's a willing passer. The only thing to say about – really, the whole thing just comes down to the health of the team. Yeah. If there's a concern, it's are these guys going to make it through a stretch run healthy? Otherwise, you know, they're going to be the most talented team on the floor every night they, they, they step out there. I agree. Did did Katie look faster to you guys the other night? There, there there was one drive. He went to the left side, took it to the hoop, and he looked like Golden State fast, which I didn't see in the beginning of this year. Not I don't know if he's a little hesitant or he wasn't getting his condition right. I'm, I'm not sure what it was, but he looked so fast to me the other night. He looked assertive. Yeah, like he was confident in where he was moving. Like he he didn't he wasn't like a guy who looked like he was worried about his hamstring at all. Right. He's, he didn't zigzag. He went straight. Like, every 
everything was very simple. And because it was so simple and, and out of his hands so quickly, it it all it, the only thing <laughs> the only thing where he didn't move was in the post. He he had that one put back. And everything else was just silky, simple, and straight ha- straight ahead. No no zigzag. He it, Kevin Durant is like I remember having arguments about Kevin Durant or or Carmelo Anthony on Twitter, and I just feel like <laughs> I just feel like it's just foolish to even say that any other player was a, a a better offensive player than him. We talked about this last time, Bruce, and it's such a and we don't even have that big of a sample size because we haven't seen all three of these players together at the same time. Yeah. But, is this the greatest offensive team ever put together? I, I think so. I think so. I hope we get to see it. I think, you know, with the, the big three and then adding Blake and LaMarcus to a starting lineup, I I mean, the gravity in that, that lineup is insane. You can't, you can't double anybody. They could probably score at will. I, I, I hope we get to see it. Like you said, the sample size has been real small. But I, I think this can, I mean, the, the advanced stats and metrics say it, but I think this is the greatest offensive basketball team in the history of the NBA. I mean, the one possession that I think sums it up where the ball starts with Aldridge in the corner, it works its way all the way around to Harris, who's got Steven Adams running at him. He takes two dribbles left, and then Aldridge finishes it with a dunk, and it's just like, at some point, one of the Nets' main guys is going to go by you, and then you're going to have to scramble. And when everybody can pass... Everybody can shoot. You have to run at everybody. It's, there's not enough bodies to go around at that point. And, and on defense, if you're letting Joe Harris get by you, man, you got to be feeling bad about yourself yeah, after that. Yeah, yeah dude, he, dude, he's just – there's some games he's like one for three, and you're like, yeah, he's not shooting well. Then he rips like four off and run. You're like, oh, yeah. You know, like small sample size. Over the course of the game, he's going to take ten threes and he's going to hit four or five. Yep. Um, and, oh, and on that play – LaMarcus caught the ball basically under the rim, and he went up so quick and dunked. I watched it like 20 times. That play was yeah. on Twitter. I, I just couldn't believe he caught the ball so low yep. and was able to get up and dunk it that quick. I, was, I agree. I thought he was going to have to use the rim to, like, protect himself and go same. reverse, but no, he dunked it on straight. the straight side. Yep. He's yep. not washed, man. He's not washed. I thought he was washed. I, I was a little nervous about getting him, but – I, I gotta, you know, go by my own mantra. You know, in Sean, we trust. How much do you guys think they were faking? Because, because <laughs> I saw, faking. I saw, I saw, I saw um, Blake Griffin play on several, even against us. There was no flying through the air dunking. It's not, you know what it is? It's not faking. It's just like us. When the Nets are twenty-seven and forty, right? You, you know, you approach the team and the games differently than when they're 40 and 27 you're more into it you're more focused right yeah i mean blake, he, when we when we played the pistons blake was just like spotting up and shooting you know what i mean he had no no interest in offense or rebounding no interest in playing defense he, he just became a shooter i you know, i think like bam saying you're uh you know you're it's PC, human nature you know, whatever your environment yeah it's 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 attrition like how many times can you get up for games that you know you're gonna lose i i, I get that um, My freshman year at college, we went two and twenty-two, okay, and we won <laughs> two of our first five games. So by game fifteen, and you know, it's a, we were all freshmen. We had no senior class. It was the coach's first year there. You just want the fucking season to be over with. Yeah, it's, you know, it's miserable. It, you know, it's not fun to to play like that. And in, in the NBA, it's a grind. He's not a rookie. He had, they, these guys had made their money. 
The Aldridge situation is a little weirder because the Spurs are actually doing okay. Um, I think yeah, he was just like, team, I've huh? reached the end of the road here. Yeah. You know, you know, and, and, and human nature says it's time to move on. Did, did you like guys kid. See... Yeah, that's true. Did you guys see uh, Matt, Matt Brooks' video on uh, Aldridge and Griffin, how he broke down, you know, what they're doing with this team and their defense? I, I did. Yeah, he did a good job on that. He did a really good job on that. And I know you've been clamoring for years about getting a uh, – a front court that's been his main gripe with Sean Marks. Yeah, I mean, and, I, 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 I thought there was no way we could win without having guys like, like uh, a Lamar. I think the team, you see it itself, and it was clear to me early DeAndre Jordan was 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 not up to snuff. Do you see how many weak side blocks we now get? We never got those blocks before. Like, like, I just love seeing um, Jeff Green kind of like. You know, take a big that's backing him down, backing him down, backing him down, and then when the big finally goes up, he's not just shooting over over um green. He here comes Nick Claxton flying from 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 the wing to from the weak side to 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 slap the ball out away, or 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 Blake Griffin coming in from the weak side. We did not have that on our team, and why would we ever want to send KD into that hazardous area? Even though he goes in there and, he, and he's a gamer, but I I I just thought that was crazy, and I felt like we have an opportunity to win it all. Don't tell me we're not going to get these type of players because of some philosophy, some like that. We yeah. thought we were the the what was it the twenty thirteen fourteen Hawks. I, I I forget what team they had with Buttonholzer and and yeah, and, I think uh, you're right. You know, like I, it, that team is never going to win. And and I'm glad they addressed it, and they, they boy did they address it. Uh, I, I I am too, and you know more to that point, like Blake Griffin and Lamarcus Aldridge aren't they're not good defenders, but they no. both high basketball IQ players. They both know what they're good at, and I think Matt Brooks does a great job breaking it down. Like Lamarcus Aldridge is, is he he knows what he's doing. He's 35 year old vet, and he's getting those weak side blocks, as you said. Like D, DJ was never doing that. Correct. And the difference is they're not bad defenders in the sense where they're just going to get, you know, physically pushed out of the way. And that's yeah. that's where the team was. So, yes, they're, they're not going to be able to like Aldridge is kind of playing the same drop coverage. DeAndre does. Yeah, he's, he's the exact same drop coverage. better so. around the rim. Yeah, he's better around well, the rim in terms of his you know shot blocking. And then obviously on the offensive end, it's, he, you know, he is 10 he, times he, as mobile as DeAndre. He actually right has now. skill, a skill set. DeAndre was a player who was an athlete, and once the athleticism was gone, that was it. You know, it, it, yeah. it's sad. I feel bad for him, but it just is what it is. He's yeah, a, he's a great player. He was a great player, great defender. He was. He just can't get out on those players. They they knew to stop three and four feet in front of him and take an easy um, um, jumper in front of him, or land, pause, and then let him make the wrong move, and 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 he was you know lunch meat after that. The you know DeAndre Jordan, I, I I saw from when he was on the Knicks that he just cannot move, and without his mobility, his mobility allowed him to make mistakes. He can always catch up to his mistakes. He could always if some if you blow by him, he's gonna he's gonna just come in and, and block your shot from behind. He and, he was much better last year though. Like it, it got like, and he was definitely not the same player he was. Like last year, there was there was definitely like times where he was outplaying Jared, um, 
it got way worse between the end of last season through the bubble into this season. Like he literally was just stuck in cement. Yeah, right. can I ask you a question? Yep. Along, along the same lines, where, where are you at with 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 Sean Marks? I know you've had you've had a love hate relationship. Even even I remember seeing tweets in February where you were still killing the guy. Yeah, I mean, for me, I I've gone I've played this game as a former Nick fan before, like the prematurely loving your GM. Like I remember when Nick's uh, the Knicks fan base as a to a man loved Isaiah Thomas. And thought everything he did was 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 great, and um, I I didn't want to do that with Sean Marks. I think there's an energy that comes off of Twitter that the organization feels. I don't think some of these moves are coincidence. I think they hear us. I think I think because they're only human, right? Like if if you were the GM of a team, you probably would try to never look at Twitter, but you you would feel something. Yeah. And, and I just didn't want the energy to be giving him all of this love and praise because he signed two superstars. Bro, you, you, you sound like Kendra Perkins taking credit for Jason Tatum's big night the other night. I, Basketball I, is a I simple sport. These guys aren't dumb. Like, they see that they need size. No, they the didn't. No, they didn't. The they, the, no. Hold on. We've, we've had Bam, this conversation. No, they did not know. Bro, they had they yes, played they they under had, Atkinson. You cannot tell me. Like, they... It, it's been it's been it's been three they spent three off seasons. Three okay. off seasons and they never got a competent four. That was the game the Nets, plan. The, the Nets under Atkinson were in talent acquisition mode. Does they weren't they, but they believed Joe in Harris something. They believed they were, to a man in small ball. No matter how like, do you explain your, your your boy Anthony Bennett that you were all excited at that they signed. They tried, they failed. Anthony and Bennett was a five in, a, in on the Nets, bro. They they, they were <laughs> he just was trying a... to get as much. First, what do you call Claxton and Kurutz? What were those uh, draft picks? One, Kurutz was a was a small forward in 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 this country. He never played the four before in his life, and then Claxton was a four that they fully developed as a five. There, listen, they signed Travion Graham to play Graham to play power forward. He got hurt and he didn't start right away. But the moment he came off the uh, off of the injured reserve, they put Jared Dudley back on the bench, and he he wasn't hurt either. They put him back on the on the bench, and they started Travion Graham at at power forward. This was yeah. a philosophy that even I, I, I see it, and 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 even Steve Nash, no, not to cut you off, Bruce. Even Steve Nash, in a press conference, said, "We're too small." And things changed. I I I believe it. I, I'm I'm sorry, Bruce. I, tell me if I'm crazy. I I, I don't think you're crazy. I, I I you know I think you've had some crazy criticisms of Sean Marks over the years. Um, you have to finish the job. Is all I'm saying. And, and I and I think I think my point to rebut you over the years was we have to let the man finish the job. Like, you know, there's a lot of criticism, not just from you, but from a lot of people in the, in the off season that we didn't address needs. And my, my, my pushback to that was let's see what the roster looks like come playoff time. Like, let's not worry about it in November. And I, I think maybe people had PTSD of old, old Nets teams of Billy King of, like you said, not addressing the four in the last few years of small ball. But I, I think, I think ultimately Sean Marks got it right. I mean, I know he got it right. And, and 
maybe his philosophy did change as far as bigs a little bit. And I, I know Kevin Durant has his ear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. I just, I think Steve Nash has his ear. I mean, it might just be that Steve Nash is from a, a, a older time in basketball where there was more set positions. Yeah. But, but I, I, I also saw him basically give an on-air critique and go, we are too small. And immediately after he said those words, we got bigger. And so I know the philosophy. I know where it came from. And I think I think what Sean Marks does, and I think we have enough evidence to say that it, that this is true. What Sean Marks does is he goes to his coach and his coaching staff and says, "What do you guys want? How do you want to play?" And he goes out and gets those guys that fits how they want to play and what the coaches want. And Steve Nash, his first year, even though I know uh, Bam doesn't believe in Steve, mm-hmm. I think he had a philosophy. I think he saw what he had and said, I can't defend. I already can't defend, but I definitely can't defend like this with, with a team this small. And they changed. I, I, Bam, I don't see how you can disagree with that, but tell me. Well, no, the, the argument we've always had is that just because they, they, there was the, the Nets needed everything when Sean Marks arrived, right? Yeah. So, and then all of a sudden, they got good kind of ahead of schedule. So they didn't have that player to, to play the four. Now you're looking at the team where you're saying, we don't just need talent, we need specific talent. Well, then all of a sudden, the next offseason, instead of being able to fill that hole, they got Durant and Irving. You can't do all these things at once. So it, it, my thing was that it always takes time. You, you always assume that they're done and satisfied, and they're not the, they're, they weren't continue, kind of like what Bruce said, that you had to let them continue to evolve. And if yes, if they never got those players and that was their ultimate downfall, then yeah. Yeah, no, I Federal just fellas, sure. fellas, I got, I got like a minute left. I got, I got to hop off soon. And and okay. we're and we're and we're pretty much done anyway, Bruce. We'll let we'll let you go um in a second. But uh, if you uh you uh damn it, you're not gonna have enough time to do the 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 week's prediction with us. All right, so what game this week you're looking most forward to, um, Bruce? And which one might trip us up? Um, I'm looking most forward to Wednesday, the Philly game for sure. I think they're kind of full strength. We're kind of full strength. I think that'll be a fun one. You know, also a preview for maybe an Eastern Conference Finals. That okay. game will probably decide the one seed too because it, it creates the separation in the standings plus the tiebreaker. It's, it's, it's like a division game in the NFL. It's a, it's a big one. Yeah, it definitely is with only, you know, 15-ish games left. Uh, the one I think could trip us up, I would say Minnesota. I don't know why. For some reason, we seem to have a hard time in Minnesota. It's how it works with us. Yeah. Carl Anthony Towns is going to go to town, I'm sure. Will D'Lo be playing? Yeah, yeah he right? played last night. Yeah, he's back. Yeah. I, you know, I'm sure D'Lo would love to show out no. for, uh, you know, against his old squad for not, not believing in him to be the guy. And I, I think I think that's the one that could trip us up for sure. How much do we win by tonight before you run? Uh, it's 23. <laughs> I like it, man. <laughs> Yo, thanks, thanks for uh, uh, coming on with us, man. Uh, 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 a uh, a Twitter, uh, the Nets Twitter, great right there, Bruce. Bruce, tell them where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at rufan130. Uh, I have a podcast, the Brooklyn Grit, that we put out episodes 
once a week, once every two weeks, sometimes twice a week. We're sporadic. Um, yeah, and I appreciate you guys having me on. I, I hate how much I like you, Eves. I hate it. <laughs> Take it easy, buddy. I want to get along, man. I, 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 I want you to be the Twitter villain. I, I, I still we'll, we'll, get to, we'll get together towards the playoffs. We're going to have to set something up like a Nets Twitter get together, open bar type deal. Perfect. I love it. For sure, God. Yeah. Yo, go Thank do your you thing. Guys. Really appreciate it. Bam. Let's do the let's do the time. week that's coming as um Hey, you know, I thought about this. We're doing this and we don't even recap the prior week. We need to start writing this shit down. Recap what <laughs> happened the week before. And the only reason I'm saying that is because last week I nailed it. I was like I, I was feeling that Bulls game just felt like a trap game. Um but all right, give me the schedule for this week. We got the Lakers tonight. Right. right? So Two start Wolves, there. Mo- Okay, so tonight, what's the spread tonight? Do you know what the spread is? I don't have the spread in front of me. I don't have okay. the spread. Well, in front whatever of me. I'll, it I'll is, look at, I'll look I'm at... laying the points. Really? I don't even. I, like, who's playing this? I think Kuzma was out last the other night. I think they're gonna want to play though. That's the thing. I think. I think they're gonna just be That's out okay. to show something. They can. They can want to play all they want. Um. So the Nets, they're gonna win tonight by double digits for yeah. sure. They, um, they win by 20 tonight. <laughs> Let me stop yeah. playing. And the T-Wolves game is a possible trap game with the Timberwolves game ahead of us. Right. But I, you got to think the Nets are looking at the standings, right? We got a, we got a nice help from the Pelicans last night. They knocked off the Sixers. Mm-hmm. Sixers are going to be in OKC tonight. Uh, you would presume Embiid won't play. They probably win anyway, but it at least makes it palatable that they might lose. I, I, I think... Let's go to this. I think they beat the Timberwolves, and then it's the who's after the Sixers? Hornets. And what day is that? That's Friday. So they don't have a back to back this week. This is a nice little schedule. So you, they play today on Saturday, and they play again on Monday, and then Wednesday they they play the Sixers, nice and comfortable right. with a day off, and then they come back on Friday and and play the the Hornets. Do they play Saturday next week? No, they don't. Oh, they're gonna go four zero. Yeah, they're going. <laughs> they're going forward four zero. I don't. I don't see a loss here at, at all. Philly. They, look, they could obviously lose the Philly game, uh, and it's a, it's a bitch that Harden is not going to be available for that, because um, that really is an important game. If the Nets win no. that game, I don't see how Philly can overtake them. They would probably be at that point. I think they would put them because they would. Gain a full game just in the standings alone, which would put them two up. And then when you consider the tiebreaker, would then go to the Nets for the season series. It's essentially a three-game lead. And with the way the Nets win, it's going to be hard to see them squandering that over, like, you know, 17, 18 games. Yeah, I think if we beat the the Sixers, we're, we're up by a whole game. If we could beat the Sixers without tripping up any other place this week, we could be two or three games uh, uh, ahead of them. Right. And kind and, of uh, control. Right. right. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it tonight. I'm going to, uh, after we're done here, I'm going to hang up. I'm going to the liquor store. I'm going to get some stuff to make some cocktails. Um, and I expect to be shutting the game off sometime in, like, the late third quarter. Dude. Uh, <laughs> and and everyone's going to say and make the excuses and say, I mean, it's a legit excuse, of course. Yeah, look. There's no LeBron. There's no AD. But we can lose. We've played many a games without without our two, our, without our big two, and still we've got a third guy that's such a monster. I, I wish those guys were playing because, to be honest, you want those litmus tests, right? Um, 
but they're not. So, you know, and, and look, that, this is important because, you know, the Lakers, their potential final matchup at this point, they're not going to catch the Nets for record wise. So the Nets will have home court on them, um, you know, when, when the finals come. And I was actually thinking about this the other day because every time I get high, I'm like, I sit there and I daydream about the Nets winning the title. How fucking expensive are these playoff tickets going to be? The um the floor seats are three grand right now. Forget um, the floor seats. I mean, just to get in the building <laughs> with, let's say there's seven thousand people or eight thousand that they're letting in, it's going to be preposterous to get into these yeah. games. Yeah, and I don't want to miss it. I I haven't gone to a game yet because I want to go in the playoffs. I, I want my strategy will be only go to games where they can close out. Mm-hmm. Like, why go to like, up two zero? You know, I, over like the Hornets in round one or something like that. Right, right. I'm I'm trying to do a package where, but the problem is you, you can't ever guess. Like I I can't afford to go every single game of the entire playoffs. But Bro, you'll, dr- you'll drop fifty grand. Yeah, no, I I can't do that. But I like to go. I I would like to go for at least three games, three to five games. Let my son see it really up close. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, we haven't been down there in the, in the past few years and, um, I just want to see it, man. I just, I, I just want to see a championship really close and I'm, I'd be willing to, to drop a grip on, on doing that. And I hope it, I hope it awakens something in my son's mind. Cause right now, you know, um, Minecraft is a whole lot more important than basketball. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna skip. I'm gonna skip the first round probably because you you figure you're right. not gonna get a you know if they, I'm not gonna go to a game when they're up three one. Just yeah, you know, I could watch that at home. I don't need to spend fourteen hundred dollars on a ticket. You know, I think it's gonna be a thousand dollars a pop probably to get in, right? Or yeah. maybe like high anywhere. sixes or anywhere. sevens. Anywhere it's gonna be a thousand dollars. Going a pop. back to the the Sixer series, mm. and that was you know, full capacity, and they were not a team with championship expectations. It was like 300 to get in. You know, maybe a little, in like the twos, you can sit up in the nosebleeds. Yeah. If you if you put a team with title aspirations, these stars, and it's an Eastern Conference Finals, and there's, let's say, it's half capacity. Right. You just have to buy know, the... Probably... The, you just got to try to buy the seats from them because... It's going to be almost impossible. Yeah, not nah, this is the first time ever my broker doesn't call me back. My not even my broker, my Nets rep doesn't call me back. Right. <laughs> so, yo, man, it's been a great week. Looks like it's gonna be a, a good week. I'm Eve Darboos. That's my guy Bam at Pass First uh, Eleven on, on Twitter, and and I'm my government name on Twitter. We are the Front Office Podcast, and we'd like to thank you for uh, uh, rocking with us again. Go Next Nets. week. <laughs> exactly. Go next. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.